From my dining table or my living room couch, and sometimes even my bedroom, this is Soon to Be Esquire, the podcast. I'm your host, Madison Tory. Thank you all so much again for tuning in to another episode of Soon to Be Esquire, the podcast. Once again, I am your host, Madison Tory, and I'm so excited to get into another episode of the podcast with you all. So just sit back, relax, and stay tuned. Hello, everyone. Um, So I guess, you know, let's just go ahead and get started to the podcast. So for today's episode, I am back again with another update on, you know, how I'm doing and how law school's going for me. And so this episode, it's really going to, it's going to be a bit different uh, than the other episodes you may have listened to. Uh, I titled this one soon to be over it because that's really how I am feeling. Um, And there's multiple reasons why I am over it. I'm over midterms. I'm over the NPRE. Um, My overall feeling is just over it. And um, I'm just going to share with you guys why that is, how I'm feeling, and everything in between. Because, you know, I guess that's why you all are still listening. Um, you're not just curious about my experience, but you just may want to know what comes with law school besides just the responsibility of all of the classes. You may want to know how can you handle your mental well-being, your emotional well-being, your spirit, um, and everything like that. So um, basically, I, I'm, I'm okay. I'm doing okay right now. Um, and law school's okay. <laughs> Everything, honestly, guys, it's just okay. Um, actually, for this episode, I am recording it from Salt Lake City, Utah. And originally, you know, obviously, I am in New Orleans typically because, you know, that's where I go to law school. And then towards, uh, I would say, I guess a few weeks ago, Um, I was back home in Florida, and then two weeks ago, I flew to Utah um, to see my boyfriend because we're in a long-distance relationship, and I thought it would be a good time to just kind of go visit him now since I have the ability to do that since classes are online. Anyway, so I'm here in Utah having a great time doing some things that, you know, I typically don't get to do in the South, like doing some of these hikes and seeing all of these mountains. And I will say the scenery of Salt Lake City, y'all, oh my God, it is gorgeous. It truly is one of my favorite places to come to and relax because the nature here is just, it's breathtaking. It is truly breathtaking. Um, But yeah, my visit to Utah, it's going really well. Um, Basically, before I came here, I knew that obviously if I was coming here to see my boyfriend, uh, what I was going to spend a more significant time with him, more time um, doing uh, some things that I typically would want to do rather than focusing on like some of my schoolwork. So I knew that, okay, on the Monday through Friday type of deal, that eight to five, I would have to kind of double up on some of the work that I would typically have to do um, than most days and how I usually handle the semester. So in preparing for my trip, 
if I wanted to have um, the weekends off, and I'm going to get to that in a minute, um, but I plan to basically have my weekends be free. And um, I was just going to, like I said, kind of double up on the work. So yeah, I was going to do my classes how I typically do, do the traditional normal amount of reading, studying, and the outlining that, I, that I'd already um, am used to doing, but then kind of adding that on um, for each day. So rather than just kind of stopping where I typically do, I would add on, okay, I typically read for this class on that day, but I'm going to read for it now so I can have that day free to do whatever with my boyfriend or um, just something like that. So I would add on extra work on today's or I would typically, um, you know, wake up a bit earlier in the morning or stay up a bit later at night and just get it done and then have those days free. And it worked for me the <laughs> the first day and a half of the weekend that I planned. But uh, as you all know, life happens. And especially if you're in law school and if you're in some of these extracurricular activities, then, you know, there's just some things that you that just come up and you can't help but to deal with it right then and there. Um, anyways, so um, like this week, this week uh, was the first week that we got our assignments from the Law Journal. And I was working on that, just, you know, adding that onto the typical work that I t- um, usually have anyways. And so doing that and I realized, oh, wow, okay, that's a bit more than what I thought it would be. Um, so I had to adjust my schedule uh, for that. But then also other things that may happen, you know, you might get a notification from career services saying they have this event going on through Zoom and it sounds really interesting and you want to apply to some type of summer opportunity um, or get into contact with some judge or some attorney um, or just go to a networking event. And sometimes that just pops up and it's completely fine. So, but anyways, I dealt with it. But the first weekend I was here, so I guess technically last weekend, uh, it was really good. I uh, had a great time. I went, actually went to the Arches National Park, another beautiful spot in Utah. It's actually in Moab, Utah, pretty close to Colorado. And we went to the Delicate Arch. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, the Delicate Arch is really famous because it's like it's the most well-known arch for Utah. Utah puts it on their, um, license plate. If you, you know, drive in Utah or whatever, and it's just really gorgeous. It's huge. Um, it's this magnificent arch. And so everyone goes to see it. And I was like, okay, I'm, I've only done literally y'all. I've only done like four different kinds of hikes in, in my life. That's been it. And I'm like, okay, you know what? It's fine. And my boyfriend's like, you know, yeah, it's a moderate hike. I'm like, okay, you know, I've done easy hikes before. I've done, I would say easy slash moderate hike before. I'm like, okay, you know what? I can do this. No problem. It's, it'll be fine. Yeah. It might take me a bit longer. I might have to stop, but I'm prepared for that. It's completely fine. We got all these water bottles ready, got granola bars, got our sunscreen. Oh my gosh, y'all. I'm just going to say I was not ready. Uh, so we get to the hike, have my water going up, 
all together, it's three, three miles altogether. I'm like, okay, all right, fine. A mile and a half up, mile and a half down. I'm like, great. Okay, in high school, I used to do a mile in 10 minutes. I got this. Um, <laughs> I did not have it. Just, ew, y'all, it was, it was just really bad. So about point four miles into the hike, there is this extremely slippery slope, like just going straight up. I mean, there's no ease into it, nothing. It is straight. You're just going straight up. And the rock is so slippery. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to try to just be as still as possible. And of course, you know, when I flew here, I somehow forgot to bring my sneakers. So I had to run to the store really quick and get some like $9 sneakers. (laughs) And they were not gripping the way I needed them to. But of course, you know, I should have expected that with, you know, some $9 sneakers. And so, oh God. And so we're going up and I literally stopped. How many times did I stop? I think I stopped five times going up that incredibly slippery rock. Uh, You guys, it was crazy. It was so intense. Um, But then finally after that, I'm like, okay, thank God. Get finally done. I'm asking people who are walking back down. I'm like, are we almost there? Are we almost there? They're like, yeah, you're, you're basically halfway there. I'm like, okay, thank goodness. I'm so over this. I'm ready to go. It's hot. And you know, I'm from Florida. I'm used to the heat. But in Utah, y'all, and it is different. It's a dry heat. You know, in the South, we have that humidity heat. Mm-mm. In Utah, it is that dry heat. Oh my goodness. So we're going on for the hike and I'm like, okay, yep. I am feeling how exactly how I felt after I completed my first 18 holes of golf. I was like, okay, yep. Mm-hmm, I know I'm about to throw up. I know I'm about to vomit. I know it's coming. And so basically we made it up. It's gorgeous and everything like that. Y'all, the pictures are so deceiving. And when you actually make it up to the delicate arch, it is so incredibly dangerous. Um, there's this big, big old hole and there's more of this (laughs) slippery, um, type of rock. And, um, it's at this incline and it's very dangerous. Um, thank God no one slipped and fell. Um, there were even some kids there. I was like, oh my gosh, wow, these kids are whipping my butt. But I was so scared for them because I thought they were going to fall or anything. But thank goodness that didn't happen. Uh, but it was gorgeous. Finally coming back down, you guys, after I was at every point, I think every point three miles, I stopped and I had to step over out of people's way and I just had to vomit. It was, I felt so embarrassed, y'all. I ended up having a heat stroke. Yeah, I was so sad. Oh, goodness. It was very, I was so embarrassed at first. I'm thinking about it now. I think it's hilarious. But in the moment, I was just like, I can't believe this is happening. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, oh, don't look at me. (laughs) Please stop. (laughs) But anyways, I mean, besides that part, we had a good time. Like I said, thinking about about it now, I think it's hilarious. Um, Oh, goodness. But yeah, that was last weekend. Anyways, so we had a great time there. Finally came back. I was completely fine. Got my water, got my Pedialyte. You know, I was finally hydrated again. Um, but yeah, that was that was definitely interesting. But I would love to go back again. But, you know, now I know to be prepared. Um, so that was on, we went on a Friday. And then we came back on Saturday. 
and I got some news on um, when I woke up on Saturday, and I got an email saying I was I've been reported about a post I made on Instagram. And I had to take this post down immediately. And it was about my midterm exam. And they were like, you posted answers to your midterm exam. And I was like, oh, whoa, whoa, what is going on? What what happened? And <laughs> so apparently um, someone reported something that I posted on my Instagram story about me wanting to crush my midterm exams and I think, because, I guess because I used the word midterm, they thought I was posting answers about midterm, about my midterm exam. Um, but anyways, I I was so worried about it at first. I was like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Because, you know, they these accusations, they take it very seriously. Plagiarism, cheating, all of that. It's extremely serious. Um, and, you know, of course, they we've been warned about it since 1L orientation and all of those things, you know, you have to report to um, the bar if you plan to sit wherever, you know, you plan to sit in a state, you have to report it to the bar admissions um, a part as a part of your character and fitness. And anyways, so it was basically just a misunderstanding. But um, yeah, I was just scrolling on my computer like I'm ready to crush midterms. It's going to be great. And I did, you know, a little three-second boomerang video. And um, it wasn't, you know, my midterm exam. It wasn't of any answers, instructions, anything like that. I was just saying I'm ready to crush it and of some notes or whatever. And so, anyways, someone just got the wrong idea, I guess. That's, that's, what, I took, that's what I'm trying to take away from it rather than someone wanting <laughs> to report me. If that makes sense, just because, you know, you hear all the stories in law school about the competitive nature, about how some people rip out pages from different textbooks, about um, how maybe some upperclassmen will give some of the newer students bad outlines if they're friends with one of the newer students' classmates or something, and they're like, I need to help, you know. Anyway, so you hear all these stories, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, that's happening to me. Possibly, maybe it did happen to me anyways. Uh, like I said, big misunderstanding. My lesson learned from that, I guess, is just basically, um, <laughs> honestly, I'm, I, I think my lesson learned from that is to not stress too much over some of these things, because as I'm trying to have a good time in Moab, Utah, enjoy the nature and all of the hike, I kind of let that stress get to me and consume me. I was thinking, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? I didn't do anything wrong. Was this going to show up on this and that? I'm like, oh my gosh. But I just had to calm down a bit. I'm like, okay, you know what? Right now I need to enjoy my time with someone who I don't get to enjoy it with all the time and just relax. And because I didn't do anything wrong, it is okay. I have nothing to stress about. Um, and I was right. So I'm extremely happy about that. But um, yeah, it was just something that threw me off. And I was kind of sad because um, they were like, take it off of your personal account. And I was like, oh, I didn't do anything on my personal account. It was for the podcast Instagram account, this and that, you know, obviously explaining the situation and the circumstances. 
Um, and then, you know, after everything got explained, it was explained, it was fine. But, um, uh, I was just surprised because I was like, oh, well, I thought the people who, you know, would, um, be listening in on the podcast and that would be following the podcast Instagram page would be interested in how my experience in law school is. But would kind of, in a weird way, I should guess I shouldn't say in a weird way, but just in a way, just be supporting me and encouraging me um, as I go through this law school journey. So I thought I was a little disappointed by that, but um, that's okay because, like I said, everything worked out, um, and it's just a lesson learned that um, you know you may be there for people. You may have some expectations. Some people may not always be there for you, but it's okay if you know what you've done is right, um, if that makes sense. But um, like I was saying, my visit to Utah was great all in all. Uh, got to do some really great things here. But yeah, um, ooh, went to a pumpkin patch the other day. That was so much fun. Um hopefully get to do apple picking, um, go to an apple, what is it called? An apple orchard farm. Okay. Anyways, a farm where they have apples and then we can go apple picking. Um, but, um, anyways, love Utah. Favorite part of Utah is the nature. Food here is great. Just love everything. Salt Lake city is a great place to visit if you haven't um, visited yet. And so, yeah, that's it for Utah really. And so now I want to talk about midterms a bit and how that went for me, because now I'm officially done with midterms. Thank God. I am so, so, so happy about that. So I only had two midterms this semester. Um, I think fall of last year, I only had one. Yeah, I only had one midterm. And then the spring of um, my 1L year, I only had one midterm as well. So I was kind of surprised um, that I had two, but um, anyway, so I had two midterms this semester. I am, I always look forward in, (laughs) once again, in another weird way to midterms, just to get feedback from from the professors, because it's a great way for you to really honestly just do a practice exam and get their feedback, but without having to completely do an entire practice exam. So, you know, um, usually you wouldn't do a practice exam until it's final season. And it makes complete sense because you have no idea what's going to happen throughout the rest of the semester. You're still learning everything that um, you need to know for the final um, up until, you know, it's time to take the final. And so I just really do like midterms, like I said, to figure out where I fall within the class, within the professor's expectations, um, what I need to do more of and everything like that. I think it's just a great assessment of really my placement in in the class and what my expectations are of myself as well. And so I had one for my constitutional law class and I had one for my evidence class. And um, evidence was a class that I was really excited about. And I really still am enjoying the class. I, the textbook is something that's really interesting which I'm so happy about because most of the textbooks in law school are quite boring and dull. 
Um, but no, the evidence book that we have is, it's pretty good and it's easy to read and it's interesting, but, um, I knew I would be excited about evidence just because of mock trial and undergrad. Uh, you had the Midlands rule of evidence and, um, which are pretty similar to the federal rules of evidence. So I got those numbers down, (laughs) those numbers down and all of those hearsay exceptions. Um, Can't wait until we get into hearsay. Actually, I can. I definitely can wait. Um, We're going to get into that pretty soon. But anyways, um, the midterm for that, oh my goodness, it did not go as I expected. I did all of these practice questions and I timed myself because we only had a limited time with some of the questions that we were um, given, which, you know, obviously makes sense, but the time was very short and I thought, okay, all right, I'm not going to do, uh, there's not enough questions to do all the questions that, um, we'll have on the midterm, but I can do these set of questions and I can do them over and over again. Obviously they're not the same questions, but I can do them over and over again and I'll tie myself. When I tell y'all, I felt like I was taking the LSAT again when I took that midterm. Oh my goodness. I was really stra- um, strapped for time. Um, but look, I made it happen. I, I was like, okay, I am not about to leave an, any question unanswered. Uh, can't risk that. But um, although it didn't go as expected, I'm just looking forward next week to speaking to the professor. Um, Like I said, just about the placement and the assessment and how I can do better. And the same thing with constitutional law. I thought for that class that I would not enjoy it. However, I have an amazing professor. Um, I had her in the fall of last year, and she was one of my favorite professors And I have her again for this class for constitutional law. Now, the material, okay, although it's not my favorite, she does such a good job of making it understandable and relational. I'm like, okay, all right, now this makes sense. Okay, that case, that is extremely long. Um, It makes so much sense now. Um, And she just does a great job with everything. So I would say... I was looking more forward towards constitutional laws midterm than the evidence midterm just because um, the rule and application section, really mainly the application section is what I was worried the most about because I was like, okay, all right, understand the rules. But for me, obviously, I mean, I think it's um, for most people, um, they struggle in that analysis section. And so I really wanted to make sure that uh, I could get that right. And I, once again, I'm looking towards um, speaking to my professor about that just to see how I can improve on that analysis with the rules, because that's really what a professor looks for in a law school exam is that analysis, seeing you apply the facts and the law together and making it beautiful. Um, but yeah, that's how my midterms went. Um, I'm going to be honest. I don't think it was perfect at all, but I just see it as an opportunity to improve and do better. And I think that's the only way that I can look at it because if I were to look at it as something dreadful and if I 
didn't do as expected or didn't do 100% perfect on it, then I would, number one, be extremely sad, disappointed, um, but I don't think I would be able to learn anything from that. And the point of these exams are to, you know, learn something from it. So that's just how I have to approach it. And so moving on now to the MPRE, I am currently studying for the MPRE, um, you know, basically the ethics portion of the bar exam. And I am actually kind of nervous about it. I, throughout the semester, I was not worried about it at all, y'all. You know, I signed up for the Barbary course, um, and they have different 12 modules on it. And I'm taking, um, I have my class at the law school with my professor and they help prepare you for the MPRE. A part of really, honestly, our grade in that class is, um, getting a certain score on the exam. And up until now, I wasn't nervous just because I hadn't taken any practice tests. And I was just doing all the modules and then, you know, some practice questions and taking notes and looking at some of the outlines that Barbary has, which has been extremely helpful. And all the lecture videos have been great. And then this week is when I finally started doing the practice exams because next week, next Friday, actually, (laughs) I take uh, the NPRE. And so, um, yeah, I wasn't nervous about it until now when I took a practice exam. So I did one yesterday and then I did one today. And the one yesterday, I was just like, okay, I thought... (laughs) I thought I was doing something. I thought I had stuff down. I thought I was understanding it. And just because the practice questions we get after each lecture video and after looking at the little outline or cheat sheet or whatever they give you after watching the video and the notes you take, um, they're hypothetical questions just like how you would have on the NPRE. And it's the same thing as the practice questions. I mean, the practice exam that they give you. And so I'm thinking, okay, you know what? I want to have this great score because Texas um, has one of the highest MPRE scores in in the country. Um, In order to pass it, you have to have a certain score. And each state is different. And Texas has one of the highest ones. And so I was like, okay, all right, you know, I want to get a 90 on this at least. I don't want anything less than a 90. And y'all, honestly, I'm going to be honest again. You know, after that first uh, practice exam, I got a 70. I was like, oh, okay. All right. Okay. So now I honestly, I thought I was, like I said, I thought I was doing great. Apparently not. And so I took another one today and I'm like, oh gosh. All right. It's only 78. All right. This, what's going on? And so, um, I decided, all right, you need to have at least an 80, but in Texas, it's an 86. No, it's an 85. Is it 86? Utah is 86. Texas is 80. Yes. Texas is 86. And, um, so I thought, all right, I knew I had to at least have an 86, but I would be, I'd be comfortable with the 90. Um, but anyways, like I said, that, that grade we get on the MPRE, it goes towards our um, final grade in this class I'm taking. And so I just really want to do well. And so I got the 78 back today. I'm like, okay, all right, this is unacceptable. 
I'm really going to have to buckle down a bit more than what I thought. Um, but that's completely fine. I'm prepared to do that. Um, prepared to put in some extra time there. I am definitely willing. But I was mainly surprised about it just because people that I've talked to about the MPRE, they were like, oh, it's so easy. I only spent two weeks studying for it. I took two practice exams and that was it. And I got a great score um, when I actually took the test. And I'm like, okay, great. I have nothing to worry about. If I've been doing this for a month and a half now, (laughs) then all right, I should be good. And, but, you know, I guess everyone is truly different to each their own. Um, Maybe I could have done this in two weeks. Maybe I should have. I don't know if that would have helped, but I thought the more time I would spend on it, the better. Um, But anyways, I hope to be back with better news very soon. But like I said, the test is on Friday. I'm definitely, you know, going to update you guys on the scores that I'm getting and how the rest of my preparation and practice tests are going um, as I get up to Friday. And I, I am, I guess I'm just, I'm just kind of ready to get the test over with in a way so I can um, focus a bit more on my outlines as well and finally complete those because, you know, getting your outline started, y'all, is one of the most annoying things. It takes so much time. Um, Two of the four classes that I have outlines for are completed and the other two, it's in that, you know, stage of where you're initially getting things started, figuring out the format, putting your case briefs and then your notes in certain areas and seeing how it flows, deciding if if an outline is best for that class or if the flow chart is better. And so, oh goodness, yeah, well, like I said, I'll just update you guys once again on Friday once I'm done with the test. And then um, that next Saturday, you all will hear from me from the podcast and how everything went. But anyways, um, I am looking forward to just kind of, yeah, having it done, having more time with the outlines because October, honestly, it's about to be over, even though we can, we're in the middle of it. Um, when November hits, that's when I know, okay, your outline needs to, like, you need to be done with it. You just, for at that point, you only should be adding to it from each of your classes as you go on throughout the semester. And final season is going to be so soon. So um, anyways, that's kind of like been my overall feeling with the semester, which is what I want to talk to you all next about is how my overall feeling is with this entire semester. And I would say it's just over it. That is, that's the description that I could give to you guys, or that's what I could call it. It's just that I am over it. Um, a generalized statement I could give is just that law school is truly not meant to be online. It should not be online at all. Um, it's not, it hasn't been my favorite thing to do this semester. It definitely hasn't been the easiest thing to do this semester. There are so many distractions, and of course, you have to be diligent and dedicate yourself to law school and this work 
and hold yourself accountable. Of course, you have to do that. Um, even if you were in person with your classes, with law school in general, but there, if there's just something different about being in person and then having certain resources around you, um, that you don't have when you're online and it's just something that I'm definitely not enjoying. So I'm, I honestly am just looking forward this semester to being over. I, like I said, in, within several, um, other podcast episodes, I try to so change my perspective rather than it being negative. I try so incredibly hard to change it um, into something positive, into something that produces light. Just because something that's dark and something that's negative, it, it's not going to help you. I mean, all you're going to do is sit in this darkness and what? Like, there's really no point of it. So although, yes, my feeling is that I'm over it and that I just want this semester to be over. I want this year. Oh goodness, this year to be over. I just have to know that, okay, all right, something good is going to come out of out of this mess. <laughs> um, and we actually got news about what will be happening next semester. And basically what they said uh, is that, you know, classes are going to be the same as they were this semester. So professors will be able to choose if they want in-person or online and students who do have in-person classes, they can then decide um, if they're comfortable with in-person or not. But, you know, classes will be live streamed, all that stuff, which I completely understand. Um, You know, COVID is, it's not going to be over this year, unfortunately. Um, you have to do certain safety precautions, completely understand it. I'm just not looking forward to it. However, I know that I, if my professors are offering in-person classes, I am going to be the first person who signs up for it. I will be sitting on that front row with my mask on, um, hand sanitizer ready, notebook ready. Um, yes, I just... This whole online thing, it's truly, it is for the birds. (laughs) And um, so that's kind of my plans for next semester as well, just because I know that for me, having this online, it's just not beneficial to me. I'm not um, gaining everything that I believe that I should be gaining through my material from my classes um, and just even sometimes even doing that extra work of some of the study groups and going to office hours and things like that. Yes, they are beneficial. However, it's, it's just so much better for it to be in person y'all. And, um, I'm pretty sure I don't have to explain that to you. You probably understand that as well, whether you're in law school right now and it's online or you're working from home, um, or you are teaching your children because, Now you have to watch over them while you work from home and then they have to do school from home and you understand that um, there should just kind of be certain boundaries. I don't like mixing my home life with my schoolwork so I can feel calm like I talked about in the other episode. Um, but anyways, like I said, I don't really, I I don't really have to explain that to you all because everyone has to, had to adjust once this pandemic happened, but as I stated earlier, I am not one to 
you know, sit in the negativity, sit in that darkness. I need to produce something positive, something of light. And that is what I am going to do. Do I know how I'm going to do it yet? No, I do not. But I am determined and committed to making it happen. And uh, I guess I will have to update you all and see how that goes, you know. Maybe this is me making, this podcast here is me making my situation um, into light. But um, like I said, I'll just continue updating you all about it and seeing how everything goes. But anyways... Thank you all so much for listening to another episode of Soon to Be Esquire, the podcast. Once again, I am your host, Madison Tory. Tune back in, not Saturday, but next Saturday for another episode of the podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Soon to Be Esquire. And you can even follow me at Madison Tory on Instagram, Twitter, all that. Oh, great news. Um, Soon to be Esquire finally has a profile on Twitter. Go check it out. Um, but definitely, obviously, follow the Instagram page because you will get more content on there because we have the stories. We have the highlights. There's the reels. Um, I haven't done an Instagram reel yet. I'm not sure if I will. But there are Instagram stories. Definitely check it out for my Pink Desk series. Um, I've talked about some different tips there about how to handle some classes or about how to handle some of your emotions. And I just hope it's beneficial for you guys. Um, I even made a post on there about Mental World Mental Health Day, which um, I hope you guys celebrated or at least you could see the post about or maybe even got in contact with different resources about. But anyways, I'm going to stop rambling on now. Thanks so much again for listening to another episode of the podcast. And I can't wait to talk to you guys soon.